Hi, you're listening to my mom, Cat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, this is Cat Lee from the Inspired to Action podcast. And a funny thing happened on the way to the podcast today. You see, I recorded this entire, I think it's about 20-something minute podcast, and realized that I had the wrong mic set up. So basically, the real mic that I used, this one, wasn't connected to the program that I used to record. So today's episode is going to have a little bit of a different sound quality. And I wanted to go ahead and get it to you, though, because I knew that my possibly perfectionistic self would take a long time re-recording it and redoing it. So I'm giving it to you anyway, because I know that it's the content and the message and the heart that matters. And I hope that this podcast encourages you, and it's about the power of a purposeful mother. So here we go, and forgive the sound quality. We will go back to regular sound quality in the next session. Hey, this is Kat Lee from InspiredToAction.com, and today on the Inspired to Action podcast, we're going to talk about being a purposeful mom. Motherhood can be so overwhelming. You know, a lot of times you can just sit down at night after you put the kids to bed and just feel like you've messed up in 10 different ways because there's so many things that we want to excel at, so many areas where we want to teach and help and encourage our kids. And at the end of the day, we can just feel like we didn't really get very much done, especially when we don't have a plan. You know, I I can imagine that builders or architects, if somebody just walked up to them and said, hey, I need you to build a skyscraper for me. Now, for me, that would be really a woman because I would have no idea where to start. But somebody who did that professionally would be able to say, okay, well, I know that first we need to do this. And then second, we need to do this. And it wouldn't feel so overwhelming because they would know the plan and the structure for getting it done. And the same is true, I think, in motherhood that if we have a plan to follow, we won't feel so overwhelmed about what we need to get done. So I like to tell a story about two different trips that I've taken. And the first one is when I think my girls, I only had two girls at the time, and they were, I think, maybe three years old and one year old. And so it was that phase of motherhood when I just hadn't gotten out very much. You know, I had barely gotten to the store, and if I did get to the store, it was this crazy, overwhelming rushed trip with two little kids. My husband and I probably hadn't gotten out on many dates and we just really hadn't gotten out. We're, you know, barely got any sleep. And so at church that Sunday, church happened to be, it was a special weekend because they're having this big conference. And so it was at a different building than our usual church service. And I just remember being there and I was like, wow, I'm in a different place. I'm not usually in a different place. I don't usually get to, I usually don't usually get a change of scenery being a mom. I'm at home or I'm at the grocery store or I'm trying to sleep or whatever. And so we were sitting there and it was just, I don't know, very invigorating for me just to be in a new building. Um, And so I was sitting there and I leaned over to my husband and I said, Jimmy, we need to go on vacation. So he leans back and he says, you know, kind of with a puzzled look on his face, he says, okay. So then I leaned back to him and I whispered, today. And you know what? We did. We went home. We put the girls down for a nap. We threw a bunch of stuff into bags and into our car. We woke the girls up, got in the car, 
and drove north because we live in Texas and you really can't go anywhere without going north unless you have a passport. So we went north and ultimately I think we had planned to go to Nashville because I love music. I love Nashville and I really wanted to go. But you'll remember we had a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And so we think we got about as far as Hot Springs, Arkansas. We spent the night there and then decided, hey, this is a great place for a family vacation. And you know, we had a great time. We loved it. But a few years before that trip, we, uh, but this was before we had any kids at all. And my husband's dad was in the military. He was stationed in France and his aunt was in the military and she was stationed in Germany. And on top of that, my husband's grandmother is originally from Verdun, France. And so we had a lot of family there as well. And so we saved our money. We made plans. We had like schedules galore of where we were going to be, who we were going to stay with. And we went to Europe. We went to France and to Germany and had an amazing, amazing time. We, you know, we got to go to Paris. We got to just sit in tons of families' homes in, in Verdun and in that area. And, you know, basically I sat there and just listened to people speak French because I didn't know what they were saying. And only Jimmy's dad could speak English and French. And so, but it was just an amazing experience just soaking up the culture and, and traveling around and seeing so many new things. And I loved it. And it is the best vacation that I have ever taken in my life. So my point here is when you take a spontaneous vacation or you do something spontaneously, it's a lot different outcome than when you plan something. When you plan, you go so much farther than when you just kind of wing it. When you plan, you can go to France. When you wing it, you end up in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Now, I loved Hot Springs, Arkansas, if you were from there. But the point is that when we plan, we can just go places that we would have never imagined. And so as moms, I want to encourage you and challenge you to come up with a plan for motherhood. And I think the hardest thing about having a plan is that it requires us to be decisive. And that's really, I think, in our culture and in this day and age and this period in technology, being decisive is the hardest thing to do because we have everything at our fingertips. We can learn about anything. We can read about anything. We can see everybody else doing everything that we wish we could do. But when it all comes down, no matter how great technology is, no matter how much information we have at our fingertips, we have a finite amount of time, a finite amount of energy, and we can really only do one thing at a time. And so we need to be decisive and pick the things that we're going to focus on and the areas we're going to grow and have a, a doable plan. And when we do that, we become an arrow instead of a pinball. We can hit a target far away, just straight as an arrow. When we don't have a plan, we're like a pinball that just gets bonked around by circumstances and by situations and by everything that comes at us in the world today. So I want to challenge you to become an arrow, and we do that by picking the things that we want to focus on. A plan doesn't have to be this giant, extravagant motherhood plan that, you know, you have printed and bound and whatever. It can be just something as simple as picking three things that you want to work on and putting them in order and focusing on just one thing every month. So I want to take a second, and I want you to think about that. 
So I'm not going to play the Jeopardy song, but I'm just going to pause for a second. And I want you to just think about the first three things that come to your mind that you would like to work on as a mom. And I'm, we're going to take about 15 seconds, and I want you to go ahead and start thinking about that now. Okay, I hope you have a couple ideas in your head. Again, when we're being decisive, we don't always have to worry about making the exact right decision. Sometimes we just need to make a decision. And when we take those decisions that we make and we entrust them to God, He can help us adjust and tweak and redirect if we need to. But the most important thing is just to make a decision so that we can simplify it from looking at everything that we need to fix and toning it down into the one thing that we're going to work on this month. So if you have a pen and paper, I want you to write down those three things that you thought of. And then just write them down one per month. If you have a calendar, maybe write them on that. If not, just get a piece of paper, list those three things, and then put the month name beside it. And again, don't get caught up on the whole month thing either, because, uh, you know, a lot of times we can think, Oh, well, I can't really do anything new until the new year because that's when you make resolutions or I can't really do anything new until Monday or until tomorrow morning. I'm having a bad day today, so I'm going to wait until tomorrow to get a new start. I want to encourage you that whatever day of the month you're listening to this, this is the new month. This is the new day to start. So start now and let that month be 30 days from today. And then in 30 days, you can switch to the next thing that you want to focus on. But don't get caught up on timing and all of that. Just narrow everything down, pick your three things, and focus on them. So once you list those three things, what I want you to do is after you listen to this podcast, I want you to take 30 minutes to research resources for each of those topics. So let's say that one thing you really wanted to work on was um, being a more gracious mom. So what I would encourage you to do is maybe go to Amazon.com and search for parenting books on grace. Like, you know, you probably come across grace-based parenting or give them grace, which are both amazing, amazing books. Um, or if you wanted to focus on homemaking, you could go to Amazon and Google for, I thought it didn't make any sense. You don't go to Amazon and Google, you just go to Amazon and search. So you'd go to Amazon and you would search for books on homemaking. And you might know people, you, you could also throw a question up on Facebook for your friends or on Twitter for your friends and say, I, these are the three things that I want to work on. What resources have you found that have helped you? And then on that paper where you listed the things that you want to work on, you would list those resources. You could write down books. You could write down blogs that write about those things. You could write down, and I really encourage this one, you could write down mentors. People that you know that are good at those things that you can ask questions of. So once you've written all those resources down, then I want you to be intentional about that focus for that month. And I want you to do the uncomfortable things. I want you to call up those mentors and ask them your questions. And a mentor doesn't have to be somebody older than you. It doesn't have to be somebody that's written a book about something. It can just be a friend who is good at something that you want to grow in. 
So I encourage you to, you know, follow up on those resources, read, ask questions of mentors, do everything you can and just focus on that one thing for 30 days and learn as much as you can about it. Apply as much as you can. And then at the end of that month, you don't need to be an expert in everything. Just move on to the next thing. Um, and then the next month, move on to the next thing. And once you've done those three things, then just pick three more. And the goal here is really to become um, habitual about learning and habitual about planning and being decisive about how we're going to learn and how we're going to grow. Because that's really what motherhood is all about. It's really not unlike anything else we do in life. It's just like a professional athlete. You know, they learn the basics of their sport. Then they learn the mental, you know, the mental aspect of their sport and they refine and they practice. Or a businessman learns all about their field. They learn all about sales. They learn all about marketing and finance. And motherhood is exactly the same. So, you know, think of it like you're getting your motherhood MBA. And keep listing out the areas where you want to grow and be focused and intentional about each one of those things each month. Okay, so that's how we can be purposeful. That's the first way. We make a plan. And again, just keep it simple and keep your focus really narrow. The, the second way that we can be purposeful is to have a motto. Now, I've written an ebook called Mission Statements for Moms. And I definitely encourage you to have a mission statement because that'll give you kind of the bird's eye view of who you want to be really as a woman, not just a mom, because it covers all the areas of your life. But um, it's great to have a mission statement. But I also want to challenge you to have a motto. So my son plays soccer. And, you know, he's, he's six years old now, but this story is from when he played four-year-old soccer. And four-year-old soccer... It's really just kind of, it's really just like an amoeba running around the field. I don't know if any of your kids play soccer, but that's what my kids' soccer team looked like. Just all these kids moving in this mass around the field with the ball somewhere in the middle of all the little arms and legs kicking things. And then usually there's one or two little four-year-olds off to the side, you know, picking flowers and catching frogs. So his coach at the time really wanted to help them focus because they would constantly get caught up in the unimportant things, like that patch of dirt over in the corner where they could kick dirt around, or like I said, picking flowers or catching butterflies or whatever. So what he wanted to do is he wanted to help them to focus, to remind them why they're on the field. And so he, well, the, the team name was really fun. It was called the Slingshots, and the coach was a good friend of ours who also happens to be a pastor. And so the team name was the Slingshots because he would constantly talk about the story of David and Goliath. And what he would encourage all the kids to do is that they need to run to the battle. They need to run into the middle of it. Instead of being off, getting caught up in the unimportant things, he wanted them to run to the battle. Because really, when it comes to soccer, the only important thing is where the ball is and the goal that the ball gets into the goal. And so it was just really neat to hear my son, you know, we'd say he'd get distracted and we'd say, hey, run to the battle. And he would just hear that small phrase and immediately run to the ball and do what he knew that he needed to do. And so having a phrase or a little motto can just shift our thinking and help us to refocus. You know, if you think of businesses, they do this all the time. If I say, just do it, what do you think of? Nike. Probably makes you think about going running or something like that. If you hear the phrase, where's the beef? Makes you think of Wendy's. 
which kind of knocks out the whole running thing because then you want to go eat a hamburger. Or melt in your mouth, not in your hands, M&Ms. The few, the proud, the Marines. All these phrases just conjure something up in us, whether it's a desire to go and run or work out, or it's a desire to go and eat a burger, or it's just a national pride, um, you know, like when I say the Marine phrase. So slogans can be really powerful, and I want you as a mom to have a slogan, something that just encapsulates everything that you want to be and inspires you to, to focus and to do the things that you need to do to be a great mom. So my slogan is, well, this is right now. Again, slogans doesn't need to be your lifelong commitment to this thing. It can change over time. So my slogan right now is to do as little as possible as well as possible because I'm the sort of person that likes to do lots of things. I can be interested in just about anything. I spend way too much time on Google because I wonder about things and then I research it. And then suddenly I've spent an hour reading about who knows what. So I'm, my slogan is to do as little as possible as well as possible. I, my focus, first and foremost, is as a believer. I, mean, I want to know God. I want to bring him honor and glory in my life. My second focus is to be a great wife, to be a support and an encouragement to my husband. My next focus is to be as great of a mom as I can be. And so when I say do as little as possible as well as possible, I don't mean be lazy. I mean just weed out all the extra stuff that's stealing life from the things that are most important to us. Um, so, you know, if we think of famous people who are great at something like Yo-Yo Ma, who's the great cellist, or Michael Jordan, or Martha Stewart, you don't think of them doing a million different things. You think of one thing. You think of Yo-Yo Ma, he plays the cello. Michael Jordan played basketball. Martha Stewart has a media empire. People who do great things focus. You know, Michael Jordan even tried to do baseball at one point in time, but never got called up to the majors. He's an amazing athlete, but even the most talented people in the world can really only be excellent in a few areas. So think about what are the areas that you want to focus on. I know not everybody that listens to this are moms. Probably the majority are. But I want you to list out the areas that are important to you. Like I said, for me, it's being a believer. Um, it's being a wife and then being a mother. And then, so I have four areas. And then my fourth one is just a communicator. I like to communicate either through words or speaking just to encourage people and to help people. So think of what your four areas might be. A believer, a wife, a mother, and then whatever that other thing is that makes you come alive. And then I want to challenge you to brainstorm and come up with your own motherhood motto. And if you can't think of anything, feel free to steal mine. Um, use it until you can figure out something that inspires you, but work on it so that when you get into a situation where you're feeling overwhelmed, that you have this little motto that reminds you of everything that you're about. Because I have different opportunities that come at me all the time, different things that I think would be really fun and really awesome to be a part of. But then I remember my goal is to do as little as possible as well as possible. And I would rather be the Michael Jordan of my family than to be the Walmart of the world. No offense to Walmart, but I would rather have this very um, focused area that I'm amazing at than have a bunch of things that I do that just aren't that great. Again, I guess that is sort of offending to Walmart, but their goal, I think, is just to have inexpensive things, not necessarily top-notch things. Okay, so I digress, but 
I want you to come up with your motto and just brainstorm who you are and, and what do you love and throw in words that inspire you. Pray about your motto. What, do, what are some things that your family needs from you or what do you need? Just write things on paper and then boil it down and consolidate it down until you have words that inspire you and then shape those words into some sort of sentence or motto that encourage you. Now, the reason that I love having a motto is that it just simplifies your hard choices. I've talked about earlier about decisiveness and the importance of decisiveness. And when you have that motto, it just reminds you again, this is what I'm all about. And it makes those hard choices so much easier. I had an opportunity to do something really cool recently, but I realized that if I took that opportunity, then I would not be all that great of a mom for a period of time because I would be so busy with that opportunity. And so I remembered my motto, do as little as possible, as well as possible. And if I can add things and still be as great of a mom as I am now, I'm not saying that I'm a great mom, you know what I mean? But if I, if I can do things without diluting my impact on my children, then that's great. But I want to do as little as possible that I can still do as well as possible. And your motto really just becomes a measuring stick of what gets into your life and what goes out of your life. We went to Disneyland this summer and the kids, you know, would go up to those little, you know, those little, I don't know, I guess a measuring stick, a little sign that they have um, that says how tall you have to be to get into a ride. And it's very clear which of my kids couldn't get into rides and which ones couldn't. And that's what a motto is for you. It's the measuring stick. What makes it into your life? and what doesn't get into your life. So it's so important to have a plan and to have a motto, but ultimately a purposeful mother needs to rely on grace. I don't know if you've ever heard of Katie Davis, but she was a 19 year old homecoming queen, valedictorian, who moved to Uganda and ended up adopting 13 children. There is no plan on how to raise 13 children as a teenager. And so when people would ask her, man, Katie, how do you do it? How do you, how do you handle all of this? Because not only did she adopt these children, she ran an organization for hundreds of children that helped them and fed them and um, just helped them with their education and all of that. And so they'd say, Katie, how did you, how do you do this? How do you manage all of this? And she replied by saying, you know what? It's just a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. And as much as we plan, as great of a motto as we might come up with, it really just comes down to being all about Jesus. And if you like coffee, maybe a little bit of coffee. But if we want to be an expert on something, you know, if I wanted to be an expert painter, I would go to a master painter. If I wanted to be an expert tennis player, I would go to a tennis pro. If I wanted to be an amazing singer, I would go to a singing teacher. And if we want to be the experts on our children's hopes and dreams and needs and fears and faith, then we need to spend time with the one who breathed life into them and the one that knows the very hairs on their head. You know, the books that we read are great, but those authors don't know our children. And everything that we have in our parenting toolbox all the plans, all the mottos, all the books, all the mentors, all the resources. And those are only a supplement, really, to our time with God. 
So I want to challenge you to not only come up with a plan, but to also make sure that as often as you can to spend time with the Lord, to bring that plan before him and to say, is this the right track? Is this what you had in mind when you gave me these children? And just lay that down before him and listen and pray and let him speak to you. And that's it for this week's podcast. I hope that you have an incredible week. I hope you come up with a great plan and a great motto. And if you are on Twitter, I want to see your motto. So tweet me. My Twitter handle is inspired the number two action. And just shout it out. I want to hear what you come up with. And I hope it encourages you and helps you and inspires you in the midst of your day. So I hope to catch you next time on the Inspired to Action podcast. And I hope to be making these podcasts a little bit more often. So I hope you enjoy and we'll talk to you later. Well, that's all we have for this episode of the Inspired to Action podcast, but you can check out all the shows and other resources, including free eBooks and prayer calendars at my blog at inspiredtoaction.com. And if you think this podcast would encourage other moms, I'd really appreciate it if you would take a minute to rate it in iTunes. But I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune in. And I hope you've been encouraged and challenged and, well, you know, inspired to action. So don't forget that you are a mom. You're kind of a big deal. So go be awesome. Later.